AVTEC is a leading systems integrator that provides environmental monitoring for your data center, server rooms, and even cold storage facilities. We are inspiring imagination. We are striving for innovation. Together, we are advancing world-class integration. These products are available in Kenya from Synaptic Solutions. AVTEC. IT and facilities environment monitoring made easy. Welcome to Hard Talk, a podcast that looks at how we use technology and specifically ICTs in our daily professional and personal lives. Be it technological advancement in the transport industry, the revolution caused by the mobile phone, I also cover the disruption it is causing in the food and also the building industry. I'm your host, Robert Yawe, an ICT practitioner with over 30 years experience. The glitter versus the utility. Welcome to Yawe's Hard Talk, episode eight. On one side, we have the glitter. This side is where the glamour exists. A beautiful side, I must admit. You see a newly launched device with futuristic features like a tetra-core processor laptop, a TV with a petabyte storage media, or even a duo-core processor mobile device. I know that last one must be a bit outdated, as today most of us are sitting with 4-core and 8-core processor mobile devices. On the second side, we have the utility. What is utility? Utility by the English dictionary is functional, rather than attractive or ability to satisfy a particular need. Here you just have your device which serves you right, does one thing and does it very well. The productivity on this side is okay, at times better. So after a few months of using your simple but yet effective laptop, it is unfortunately stolen or breaks and you are now required to buy a new one. My question is, will you buy one that is deemed equal to the one you lost or will you go for a better featured device? This podcast is based on an article I wrote sometime in 2012 in the CIO East Africa magazine. And the title was, When More Means Less. What exactly do I mean when more means less? At times, the more functions you have on a device, the less of them are useful to you. And we keep seeing this every day with our devices. You've got mobile phones you're carrying around, which I'm told have the same power as the computer that helped us send a man to the moon sometime in 1969. But the question is, have we really seen an improvement in our lives? Or are we actually seeing a reduction in our productivity? In my opinion, we're actually seeing a reduction in productivity because people are spending more time, yet they're doing less. I look at people in vehicles trying to drive down the highway at 80 kilometers per hour while at the same time trying to send a text message. Yet, most of their devices have a voice-to-text feature. So which means if you have to really send that text, your phone has the capacity or the capability to do that. So what exactly has happened? You've got more features, but you're achieving less. If that phone did nothing else but its basic function, which is to allow you to make a call or receive a call, I suspect you'll be more productive. Interestingly, a few days ago, while walking down the street, actually, so specifically, Moy Avenue, I found somebody running what we used to call a Simuya Jami. This was basically a, a, a phone booth that ran a mobile phone. And interestingly, I was wondering, in this time and age, does this fellow really earn a living from this? But shockingly, it seems he does. 
which then tells you that 90% of the features we have on our phones are not really adding much value. Because what are they doing? They're draining your battery. And after they've drained your battery and you need to make a quick call, what are you forced to do? You're forced to walk down to one of these fellows and I'm told he charges 15 shillings a minute because he knows you're desperate. So I suspect this justifies my notion that more actually is ending up as less. Synaptic Solutions is an ICT company dedicated to enabling infrastructure visibility. We provide smart monitoring of your data facilities by implementing intelligent environment monitoring systems. For more, contact us on plus 254-7294-83385 or email us on smartdatacenter at synaptic.co.ke. Synaptic, spelt S-Y-N-A-P-T-E-C-H. Synaptic Solutions. Enabling infrastructure visibility. So looking back, when I wrote this article in 2012, I was reminiscing on my first experience with email 10 years before. And many people, even today, are very clueless about how email works. We've had all these new features popping up, WhatsApp, and all these other functions. Yet email, at the end of the day, still is a more productive tool for any form of formal or structured communication because you can follow through history of what conversation has gone on before. As opposed to some of these, what I call broadcast platforms that we're using today, which don't really add much value. I think they've turned us into information hogs in that you want to keep abreast using a stream of, of information. You can't listen to radio the whole day. It just doesn't make sense. You want things that are on demand and you can get the full story when you need it. Think of the idea of you've been running a group for five years. Then at the beginning of the sixth year, somebody joins the group. They have absolutely no way of finding out what went on the five years before. So what exactly is the utility of this? What's the usefulness of some of these tools? If they end up taking more energy to achieve the same objective. So I had worked with, with emails much earlier. This was in the early 90s on Unix systems. Because Unix systems, email was a standard feature. It was nothing new. It was the only way to leave messages for the rest of your team. So when I came across something that was called CC Mail by Lotus at one of my clients, it was a breath of fresh air. We're moving them away from standalone PCs onto a, a network, or what by that time we called a LAN, a local area network. And this allowed us to interconnect all the users onto a network so that they could use fewer devices. Before, you'd find that in an organization, every single person with a desktop computer or a laptop had a printer physically connected to their machine. And if it wasn't physically connected, they would have to keep carrying around something we used to call diskettes. I think you guys nowadays call them flash drives and, and USB sticks and all that. But that's how it worked. After we installed a network, they were able to purchase a larger capacity printer that did things like double-sided printing and could schedule jobs to be done later. And so the entire office with 25 staff were able to use a single printer, all because of the land. I walk into offices today, especially, sadly, in government, where you find 10 people sitting in the same room and each of them has a floor-standing MFP printer and you wonder, what really is it? utility here. And at the same time, they already have a network which they use. So we keep picking up more and more things with more and more features, but yet we don't seem to see an increase in productivity. Another interesting thing that's happened just before I did this recording is I had a meeting with somebody and we agreed to meet at 11 o'clock. 
I show up on time at 11 o'clock and the person is not there. I then call the person and they say, oh, they forgot and they are now on the way. While they're on the way, the person who organized the meeting forgets to provide access to the room where we need to do an inspection. So what should have taken us 15 minutes to do between 11 and 11.15 ended up taking me two and a half hours. Now, if this was the days of sending letters, I can assure you would have met promptly at 11. Everybody who needed to be in the meeting would be present. Every resource that needed to be available would have been available. And within 15 to 30 minutes, would have finished our meeting and everybody would have left. So why do we have all these things we are carrying around? You've got your mobile phone. It's got email. Your email system most likely has a calendar system. Your calendar system allows you to put up appointments. And once you've put up the appointment, you can indicate within the appointment what else needs to be done. You can create resources as part of your email system so that you know which resources need to be reserved. For example, if it's a conference room. These are things we did with version 1 of Lotus Notes, version 1 of Microsoft Mail. Must have been version 4 of Lotus Mail, CC Mail. All this is 30 years ago. Yet today, the most difficult thing to do in an efficient manner is hold a meeting on time. So what use are those 50 apps you have on your phone? Yet you only use two. If you're a great user, maybe three. So why do you still have the other 47 apps still on your phone? Most of them are draining your Bluetooth, are using Bluetooth, so they're draining your battery. So which means at 4 o'clock, you're busy running around looking for somebody to give you about a, a charger to charge your phone. We need to get back to appreciating the utility. We are being too obsessed with the glitter and the beauty of devices. Yet we're not using them. If I look back now, okay, I added another television set to the house. The old one was simply HDMI, full 1080p, but wasn't smart. So I needed to attach to it an Amazon stick to give it some level of intelligence. The new one I've bought is full smart. So which basically means I plug it straight onto my LAN and there are all these features I can use. For example, I don't need my remote. My phone is my remote. I can schedule shows through YouTube. So in other words, I can run my own TV station off my TV. Yet many of you who have smart TVs can't even swipe a YouTube video from their phones onto the larger screen. Then why have it? Go get yourself a basic TV pay half the price and get a remote that has three buttons instead of this big one you're now holding with 62 buttons of which you use almost none. So the question becomes, why are we always looking for more but yet we are not willing to give more? We want to give less. What do I mean by giving less? When you get a new device, it has new features. So what do you need to do? You need to learn the new features. So what does that mean? You need to apply yourself or give more time, some time towards learning the new features. You need to change how you do things to better benefit from those features. But how many of us are willing to do that? It seems what we've done is that the basic features you acquired or you learned when you got your first Nokia 1018 or your, I think, was an, was a Samsung. Any of those early, what we call feature phones, yeah, feature, are the only features you're using today. I think the reason people are so obsessed with WhatsApp is because it's almost identical to SMS. You type, you send. You type, you send. You type, you send. You read, you type, you send. You read, you type, you send. Then one horrible feature that's come in there you forward, which means you don't have to type or read. You just get a message coming, an image, and you think, whoa, what a beautiful image. And the next thing you do, you've done is you forwarded it to 300 people, including the church group, the funeral group, your high school group, and even my famous cattle deep group. In the article, I also made an interesting statement and said, we don't need more teachers, we don't need more doctors, and we don't need more shepherds. Or in our case, since very few of us have sheep, 
we don't need goat herders. Why? The features available today to disseminate knowledge are vast. But yet, the teacher still stands in front of a classroom and delivers education the same way it was done 300 years ago. Not a single improvement apart from the fact that now instead of blackboards, we have whiteboards which are full of colors because nobody remembers to wipe them clean. Felt pens are a nightmare. Whiteboard felt pens are a nightmare to work with. Chalk was a brilliant piece of equipment on a lovely blackboard, which the student rubbed clearly with a duster, did not need rubbing alcohol or any other product to clean the board. Now, if only our teachers could apply or could go out of their way and use the devices, most of them will come into class with because they walk into class with a mobile phone and a smart one at that. That phone has enough functionality to allow them to improve how they deliver education. But will they do it? No. Why? Because we would rather brag about what we have in our pockets than brag about how we have increased our productivity. Doctors, you walk to a doctor today and he still pulls out a manual card to write more information about you. Chances are you see five different doctors. These five doctors don't even share information. So which means one gives you an antibiotic Five weeks later, another one is giving you an antibiotic without knowing that another one gave you an antibiotic. So you end up taking antibiotics throughout, all because there's no centralization of information. Now, if our doctors understood what the risks are of being only one of many doctors who a patient is seeing, they would look into using the technology available. Many of them would have computers sitting on their desks, which are connected to a cloud storage platform. And just to tell you, I recently found out that Google charges you 200 shillings a month for 100 GB of storage. It's obscene that nobody's using it, apart from me and maybe a few others who have decided that fighting to try and fit everything we have on 15 GBs of RAM doesn't make sense anymore. The time spent is worth more than 200 shillings a month trying to keep deleting files that you sit on the cloud. Then now lastly to our herds boy, or our shepherd, or our cowboy. Why do we need fewer of them? Technology today allows you to put devices on these animals, be it internal or external, which even for a small farm of a square kilometer in size, you can put a simple Wi-Fi device in the center of the, of the farm and would monitor all your animals. So why do you need 10 people running around with your cows? It's interesting. I watched a documentary recently on Israel where they've actually created a milking system which is fully automated, which allows the cow to decide when it wants to get milked. So in other words, the cow milks itself. In this part of the world, we're still running around milking cows at 4 o'clock. I don't know who came up with this idea that cows want to be milked at 4 in the evening or at 6 in the morning. The Israeli farms that have automated this process have seen a growth of 20 to 30% in production of milk. That alone should be reason for many of us who keep cows under what we are calling zero grazing to implement some of these technologies. But instead, you'll walk around with a leading-edge device in your pocket, carry a stool, a bucket, and milk in gel, and go and milk cows one at a time. Someone out there might be saying, there are situations when you need more. I doubt it. I've looked at this with simple things like people's cars, and I, I believe, I think I covered this one time in one article that I might cover down the road. Let's look at the cars we drive today and what information and features are available on them. A quick example is recently I bumped into a neighbor of mine stuck on the road. His car had stalled. And he kept insisting he suspected something to do with a fellow who had just finished washing the engine or something. So I stuck my head through the window and asked him, okay, try and start the car. And there flashing in red was a sign saying out of fuel. Note, it was not a gauge. This is one of these lovely German vehicles. It was clearly 
written out of fuel. He couldn't see it. So as you go out today or tomorrow or the other day, ask yourself, do you need those additional features in the new device you want to buy? And of the one you already have, what percentage of the features are you using? And when will you take the time to learn how to use at least 10% more of the features that you have on your device before you replace it with an even faster, bigger, more featured device? This podcast is hosted by Robert Yahweh and the content is based on articles written on the monthly magazine CIO East Africa. Production is done by Acute Media.